It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Men. and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. All right, welcome in everybody on a... uh, Midweek edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. We got a lot of things to get to here. A lot of sound in the show today. We got our own wall of sound, like the Adam Gold Show. Yeah, I've recognized that uh, that name of that segment. That every time I tune into that show, the wall of sound is going on. Is that what happens yeah. when you tune in? Yeah, even Hayes Permore did it. Well, it's, you know, I don't know if you're aware of this. Usually when you fill in on someone else's show, Ben, you don't hijack it. You yeah, kind of okay. stick to the... You stick to the premise. I see where you're getting at. You stick to the <laughs> format. You just don't do whatever the hell you want. I stick pretty close to the format. And I'm fine. I'm not saying you you're, didn't. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, I've had to fill it on other people's shows, and they're, they're their shows. Yeah. Well, I'm learning something new every day. Today was a big learning day. Yeah. Because ECU basketball, brand spanking new. Talking to people I've never seen before. And... There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yep. I think, look, it's going to be a different kind of year. I like the energy that Mike Swartz brings to basketball. Uh, I like his staff. I like the players. Talk to R.J. Felton. Talk to Luigi DeBoe a little bit. You Luigi are boys. I didn't, I didn't realize Luigi's you Luigi. a big yeah. fan of the P-Man. Yeah. Luigi's a Luigi's big smart fan. guy. I like Luigi. Luigi's a good fella. He's a good fella. I asked him, was he going to be shooting any threes this year? He just He didn't say no. Uh oh, he didn't say. Luigi's no. going to take over at the point. You wonder who the point guard is going to be? It's going to be Luigi. I had a great uh, chat with Reggie Williams. Red coach, he's cool. I like Reggie coach Williams. Coach Reggie yeah. Williams, great guy. Uh, so really good. We talked to a couple of the assistants live on the air. Mike Schwartz came over and talked with Cy and myself. Uh, we've got some Mike Houston audio today. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to the ECU UCF matchup. And uh, we've got a Chico's Mexican restaurant gift card to roll in there as well. Big thanks to uh, our crew. Best in the business. Ben B-Baby Byron was there today. Uh, big thanks to uh, Christopher Cook, Cookie. Intern Dom hoofed it over from class. Yeah, he hustled over there. I saw shades of uh, Michael from uh, Michael B. on the uh, 103.7 uh, Talk of Michael, the Town from uh, Chris Cook. Yeah. Chris was all over the place. He was like Mike on a remote. Good for Michael Busimi coming out there today. I can't thank Michael enough. That was really Absolutely good. Absolutely huge help. That he went and got his scooter and he left. He scooted on out of he there. He scooted on out of there. He even told me how many miles it was his car was away from there. Like he had it all. How many miles was it? So he says it usually takes about three miles uh, to get to my car from the station. And this is way shorter. This is maybe like half of that. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think that's crazy, but that's, I mean, the six foot gangly guy riding around on a scooter at five in the morning in the pitch dark. I, I wouldn't, I, I don't recommend it. My grandparents are scared of him because they don't know it's Michael. They don't know who Michael is. They just say, there's this guy on a scooter and he, oh, they see him. He yeah. Does. They see him around and they're, I don't know. They're fr- They're terrified of him for some reason. 
He's he's tall. They never seen a man on a scooter he's in very, the traffic he's before. He's very imposing. <laughs> he's very tall and imposing. Um, and I'm, we're not talking like a Dewey bike scooter. No, we're talking like a your kid has scooter that's electric. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much what it is. We're talking one of those scooters, electric scooter. And and he, and he does it not because Michael razor scooter. Right, Michael's not some peacenik. Wants to save the environment. He's so cheap that he yeah. drives an electric car, takes the electric car, plugs it in while he's here, yeah, and takes the scooter from wherever he's pu- plugging in, yeah, and stealing the city's electricity or whatever. I, how does all that work? I, I, you have I, to pay for the. You have to pay to charge your car. You do, don't I, you? I would imagine so. <sighs> don't even get me going on all that. Yeah. And thanks to Philip the Ref Pilkington, he was here. I like Coach uh, starting the thing early. That was good. Yeah. That was good. He just went ahead and started. I, I, was, I was sitting there, and then all of a sudden I heard Purple Haze in the background. I was like, oh, we're just starting now. Just a little bit late, but, you well, know, Coach was early. He was early, and nobody expected it. We didn't get, we didn't get like, yeah. the two-minute warning like yeah. they give you in the he media. He just showed up. He was ready he, to go. He showed up and was ready to go. But he did come over and talk with us, which I really appreciate. Where's my sheet? We're going to have some Coach Houston stuff. Let's go ahead and get uh, a little bit of the Mike Swartz stuff in. Uh, if time allows, we might play the uh, interview that Coach Swartz did with Cy Seymour and myself. Uh, Cy was also – thanks to Cy to do as well to be in there. I, I love Cy. Cy's such a positive guy to be around. If you do not like Cy Seymour, that is a major, major red flag on you. He walked in and, like, everybody in the room, like, lit up. Like, yeah, they were excited. so yeah. excited and positive. Yeah. How could you not like – I enjoy Cy being around Cy immensely. In fact, I talked to my wife at lunch today, and I said, well, I'm getting ready to you know, go and, and uh, go do this show this afternoon uh, for the basketball. And she said, uh, is your buddy going to be there? I said, well, who do you mean my buddy? You your know, buddy, yeah. Cy. And I said, yeah, he's already called me. She, I bet he's excited. I said, oh, he was so excited when he called me this morning. He was so excited about it. Cy, Cy was giving me uh, some, some scoop on the basketball before we got there today. It was really great. So, Cy and I will be back on the ESPN Plus broadcasts. I, I think that's good news. That's good to hear. I'm excited about that and uh, looking forward. Look, that first week is going to be crazy because uh, I'll be doing four of them in that week there. Whew. A lot of Ben Byram. I also have some other dates I've been given uh, that you're going to be uh, nice. You know, so again, remember, you don't come into somebody I, else's I, I show. I learned something today. All and right, totally I'm sorry. redo your just do your own show. I get, I get a little crazy. You I do apologize. your own. You do your own thing within the context of the show, but you don't hijack the show. That's all I'm saying. I try to be myself, and maybe I no no no. I, I reveal too much of myself. That's no problem. But you just kind of got to stick to the premise. I got you. Okay. Which I think you do. For the most part, yeah. But you got to, and in all fairness, you, a lot of times in the summer, it's Katie bar the door. Yeah. I gotta you just got to do what deal you got to do. I can, the, yeah. You got to do what you got to do in the summer. And if it were up to me, I'd take the entire summer off. But that's just not up to me. Yeah. I have obligations. All right. Um, Coach Houston, uh, We'll get to him in a minute, but right now, Coach Swartz in today's Pirate Report. Here we go. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Mike Swartz saying the strong defense can lead to great offense for the Pirates this year. Yeah, you know, and I think, Brian, we want to have the great scores and great players 
from day one, we'd love to have it. But you know what? Whether it's year one, year two, three, four, and beyond, whenever it is, I think defense is always going to be at the foundation, at least for our program. That's what we want it to be. So, uh, and, and you said something that's key. And, Brian, I do believe this. I do believe strong defense can lead to offense. I don't necessarily think always great offense or great scoring leads to strong defense. It can happen, and there's different things that allow that to happen. But I, I, I directly feel that strong defense, creating turnovers, disrupting another team's offense can lead directly to points for your team. So I've always had that philosophy. We had that philosophy at Tennessee, and you know we'll try and implement that here. But yeah, to go with your point, I think at, at all times, defense has to be at the core of what we're doing. He says the transfers will have more responsibility than they did where they previously played. I think it's really twofold to that. I think, number one, they're excited about that opportunity. We as a coaching staff obviously see something that we feel they can do more than maybe they did production-wise wherever they were before, Iowa State and Tennessee and the two that you spoke about. But that being said, also, this is the first time that they've been asked to shoulder that kind of load. This is the first time they've had that responsibility on them. And I talk to a lot – excuse me, I talk – to them a lot about that, that as much as you have a new responsibility and you feel like you like, you know, what you're being asked to do, you've never been asked to do this, at least not for a while. You know, maybe Quentin back at prep school and back in France and Jaden maybe back when he was in high school in Atlanta. But his first two years at Iowa State, he wasn't asked to be very productive on the offensive side. He had moments that were better than others. Quinton didn't ever have that opportunity at Tennessee really to put it in the books. So even though they're transfers and they have a little bit of experience, they're being asked, like you said, to kind of shoulder a new role which really makes them inexperienced in that role. So they're going to go through the ebb and flow and the ups and downs of that too. But from an excitement standpoint, I think there's no doubt that's one of the reasons they were excited to be here. And uh, we get an update on the health status of Winston Tabbs. Yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're right on cue with that. He actually had his first contact practice yesterday. And that does not mean that he will be cleared to play in inter-squad scrimmages or cleared to play when we play Mercer, uh, you know, on the 8th. But he has been cleared for the first time in this process, which was a great accomplishment for him. So much credit uh, to our training staff and strength conditioning staff. I mean, I think Nate, our trainer, is as good as there is in the country. And he has worked so diligently with Winston. And Winston's done incredible in his commitment to, to trying to get back to the court. And we talked about this at AAC Media Day. There's a mental component and a physical component. And But to see him back on the court a couple of days, it was actually two days ago, to see him back on the court in five-on-five play, and as excited as he was, as Nate was, the coaching staff was, what was really neat was to see his teammates, how when we put him on and he got on the court the first time, basically practice stopped, and they went over and hugged him and and really kind of just patted him on the shoulder and said, just happy to have him back. But he's getting there. He has not been cleared for game participation yet, uh, but he did practice for the first time, and, and we were excited about it. All right, uh, great stuff from Mike Swartz today. We had our coverage of ECU Basketball Media Day live at 2 o'clock this afternoon on 94.3 The Game. Are we, uh, Pilk, are we posting that on the podcast page? I just posted it up there. It's under Patrick Johnson. So if you missed it, just go to the Patrick Johnson show. What's it titled, Ben? Something like? ECU Basketball Media Day Show 2022. There you go. So just go to 94.3thegame.com, and you can relive all the magic of uh, today's uh, proceedings. Uh, We're playing some of the highlights from that in our uh, Pirate Report Take One. 
Uh, and uh, let's go with um, cut number five here, Ben, where he talks about what the approach will be because basketball tips three weeks from yesterday. So what will the next 20 days be like? Just continue to continue. You know, we're going to stay in strength and conditioning mode. I think some of our guys have started to get some extra lifting in during the week on their own. I think that's something that with a young team, with the team that is, forget just the experience part, we're young. We know we have a lot of freshmen, so I think they need that. And so they've done that. So we're going to stay in that strength and conditioning mode for the next three weeks. The actual volume of it may decrease a little bit in terms of the length of practice or how much we do because you're starting to add, excuse me, you're starting to add preparation to that now. So now practices can't, you know, you have to implement the time of preparation as you're getting ready for your games in the season. But uh, with that being said, the, the main thing is we're just going to continue to try and fine tune some of those details that we have been putting in since the summer. And there's things that we worked on the very beginning of June that we're still working on right now. And we're not going to stop working on them in November, December, January, February. We'll stay on it. But you hope that the execution piece, fine-tuning those things, how they apply to your next opponent, that's where you really your focus starts to turn to as you get closer to season. Tomorrow it's happening, yes. All right, uh, more from uh, Coach. Uh, another injury update, and uh, this particular one, he was asked about uh, the – uh, the Frenchman, that is uh, Benjamin Biala. Benjamin Biala, his injury, which uh, he suffered in Juke, I think is a knee injury. Benjamin Biala, uh, an update on his health status. Hard for me to, to say, hey, is he 100% or where he's at because I never didn't coach him at the junior college, but I'll say this about Benjamin. He hasn't missed any time. He's in practice. He's an every rep guy. He's the kind of guy that you got to tell him and get him out and get a sub in for him. Uh, if you asked him, he'd probably say, you know, my balance isn't exactly where I want it to be or explosiveness, where in his mind it has been. But I think that's a normal process of coming back. But he's uh, from, from an injury standpoint, particularly to what you're alluding to, he's been great. And uh, Coach was asked what would be in a season that is new, his first head coaching uh, job. Ten new players. All these new freshmen. He even said today it's like having 16 freshmen. A lot of people from France. A lot of, of, well, there's a lot of international influence on this roster. What would be a successful season? Us establishing a true identity of who our program is. Defensively, offensively, obviously. I mean, it's not just on the defensive side of the ball. Everyone always wants to talk about the defense for, you know, that that's fine. But establishing identity again not as much what we do but how we do it and how that equates to success i'm not going to put wins and losses and a number on that on or or you know what do we do in conference play what do we do in non-conference play as what would define success i think we'll know more as the season goes uh you know we want to be in the postseason just like anybody else. There's 350 something teams in the country right now that all feel like they want to play in the NCAA tournament. They want to play in postseason. There's 350 teams in the country right now that want to win a conference championship, and we are no different. And that's how we approach every single day. But trying to define success, I think that's something that will happen as the year goes, and we'll see. We want it right now, success would be finding a good eight man rotation. That would be a a first part of success. Who can, when we get to November 8th, who can we count on? Can we count on eight guys? Can we count on 10 guys? And I think it'll build from there. And this is uh, now, 
a couple of cuts from uh, one of the uh, real young stars for this Pirate team, Ezra Osar, uh, the freshman who uh, went uh, played prep in Charlotte from Atlanta, 6'9", 240, on why he chose ECU. And that's cut 32, Ben, on the vast soundbite roster whenever we... I uh, chose this place, of course, you know, uh, definitely just took advantage of the opportunity I have. Uh, Swords is, you know, great coach. So, you know, me just being where he was at Tennessee before, I just followed him here and, you know, definitely in the right hands of God. And he says uh, he worked on this the most in the offseason. Uh, definitely uh, defense, uh, you know, becoming a better offensive player and just learning and reading the game, uh, reactions. And then what sticks out to him about Coach Swartz? Uh, Coach Swartz is definitely competitive uh, and very detailed about he does everything overall, but mainly his defense. Uh, he, that's his you know, main thing to me, so main standout to me. So this year I think we're going to be strong defensively for sure. The uh, voice of Ezra Ozar, the uh, freshman for the Pirate basketball team, and he talks about his goals for the upcoming season. Uh, definitely taking game by game as a, a team goal, you know, win, you know, game by game. Uh, as a personal goal, uh, to definitely, you know, be uh, a nominee for, or not even nominee, but goal for me and defensive player of the year or a freshman player of the year of the AAC. All right, great stuff there. Uh, I think we're going to try to get to the interview, Ben, that uh, Cy and I did with Coach uh, Swartz. Yeah, it was a good. Later, one. Yeah. yeah. So Schwartz we'll do that. Guy. Yeah, Coach Schwartz, real impressed with him. All right, uh, Mississippi, we got the uh, Houston stuff. Okay, it's coming. We'll get to that in our Pirate Report Part Two in just a moment. Ben, that's French for Part Two. Hey, you're learning. You got your French for dummies. You're getting ready for the season. I took French in sixth grade. They really? had that at Parrot Academy. They sure did. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi's critiquing your French. Well, he's from Louisiana. What Mississippi are, area, the Mississippi, Delta. what are you over there running your mouth about? He says it's not real French. What, part deux? <laughs> My parents know how to speak real French, so I know real French a little bit. All not right. too much of it, though. Well, uh, S'il vous plaît? You said s'il vous plaît? Oh, oh, no. Ooh, ooh, corrected you. Oh. Yeah. All right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there we go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got through somehow with a degree from East Carolina with no foreign language. I wish they still had that. That would have been nice. I got through it with no foreign language. That's one reason I majored in what I majored in, because I didn't have to take a lot of math. I had one math class and no foreign language. I got out of the math part. And I got through all of that, and I thought back on it now, and I really wish I would have learned and applied myself to Spanish, but I knew I would never do that. Oh, yeah. And so... I thought, well, maybe I should have learned French because you need to have a foreign language, probably. It would, you know, be cultured and educated. And ladies like French, so I'm told. I wish I'd have concentrated harder on French because then I just would not have got owned by Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, on the air. Apparently, uh, he's got a French background. Maybe he can help us with basketball. We're gonna need it. Two five two five six one game is the phone number to call because we're giving away a pair of tickets to ECU UCF football on Saturday and. A Chico's Mexican Restaurant gift card. 252-561-GAME. If you're caller 5 at 252-561-4263, that's 561-GAME. You will be a winner. We'll have our Houston version. 
Coach Houston version of the uh, Pirate Report after this. All right, uh, winner today of the tickets and Chico's Mexican Restaurant gift card is uh, Chris from Winterville. Is Chris with us, Ben? All right, Chris is on the phone. Chris, congratulations. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Well, Chris, uh, I'm, I'm just stunned you called in and won. Not that you called in and won, but you'd even bother to listen. So thank you for doing that. Uh, and uh, do you have any, any questions? Maybe you want to learn some French from Mississippi. Maybe you want uh, Ben to ask him about the single life. I don't know. I'll answer anything. Or if you just want to make a statement, whatever. The, the floor is yours. Just don't get a suit. You really That's had to throw thing. that in there, didn't you? That's the only thing we ask. Yeah, yeah. So whatever you, whatever, it's your time now, Chris. Since you bothered to call in and won, we'll, we'll give you the floor. Go ahead. Uh, just excited for the basketball season. I think, like everybody else, um, you know, the young team. I, I, I think it's going to be uh, a good chance uh, for fans to see some exciting basketball. I think they're going to have a lot of uh, good athletes. I think they athletically are better. I think they're going to play hard on defense. And uh, I think it could be a struggle sometimes to make shots. But I think you will see a uh, a culture established this year. And uh, I was looking at the schedule with Cy today. I mean, it's a tough it, – it, even their non-conference schedule is pretty tough. And uh, it's, it's going to be – they're going to take their lumps at times, uh, potentially. But I think uh, – I think if the fans will get behind them, they'll show up. Like a week from tonight is they're having a Minji's uh, Mania event where uh, the basketball right. teams are going. And, you know, I just – I think if, if you could get people – if they'll show up to the games and, and get behind the team, you know, I, I think that'll go a long way in making the home court a, a tough place to play. So, look, I hope they will. I'm a basketball uh, fan. I'm, I'm a huge – I mean, families – Grew up in basketball, so I mean, I, I would love to. I would love for nothing more than a really, really good ECU basketball program, and uh, I, I think we are on the way to getting that. So, all right, Chris, yeah. we we hope to see you out at the I games, agree. and we hope to see you out there uh, this Saturday. Thank you, guys. Yep, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Congratulations again, Chris, the winner. We got some tickets to give away tomorrow, Ben. Oh yeah. All right, we'll do that, and some more Chico's Mexican restaurant. I played Sweet Home Alabama because your French reminds me of Sweet Home Alabama, a country yokel. Yeah. Did you did you <laughs> did you pull something with that reach? Yeah. The way, hey, what are you talking That's about? That's a little bit of a reach. We just saw, heard somebody speak perfect French right here. <laughs> he sounded like the little skunk from Looney Tunes. <laughs> Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, Pepe Le Pew. You know they canceled Pepe Le Pew. Did you know that? Did they? They canceled uh, back looking, when they were canceling everything. They canceled Pepe Le Pew. Looking back, that does make sense. They would do that. I mean, I, I maybe I don't know. I don't care either way, but I mean, it's, right. it does kind of make sense. I mean, they I'm not, canceled yeah. Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, he was coming on pretty strong. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Maybe a little too strong. Maybe, maybe so. I don't know. Who, who are we to say? Um, Mike Houston in today's pirate report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Coach Houston looking forward to taking on a challenging UCF team. 
you know, short, uh, short memory though, uh, because we've got another uh, very challenging game coming up against a very, very talented uh, UCF team who is off to a great start this year. And, you know, just watching, you know, a little bit of their game against Georgia Tech before I came up here and, uh, you know, just seeing how they match up against, uh, you know, an ACC team. And uh, you saw them against Louisville. And, uh, you know, obviously they've had a couple of big wins here the last two weeks over SMU and Temple. Uh, so, you know, we have quite a challenge. Um, you know, thank goodness we're at home. So excited to be back in Daddy Ficklin Stadium. Uh, another uh, 7.30 kickoff, uh, you know, due to TV and, uh, you know, playing on ESPN again this week. So, uh, uh, you know, it's a great opportunity for our program and one that I'm sure our kids are going to be ready to go. Um, you know, really need, uh, need our crowd back in it. You know, I think they were, they were a big, big part the other night, uh, especially in overtime. Uh, just with the atmosphere in the stadium. Uh, and, you know, we need that uh, kind of 12th man again uh, this Saturday night. So it uh, should be a great matchup. Uh, and we have uh, Coach Houston uh, talking about the satisfaction of the win against Memphis. Well, obviously, uh, exciting weekend uh, this past weekend with homecoming and everything went along with that. And then, of course, uh, you know, a, a, a kind of a game to remember probably for a lot of our alumni and fans uh, with four overtime uh, win over Memphis, and a, a very good Memphis football team. And I'll tell you just, you know, they, uh, they were every bit uh, what we thought they would be and uh, just really pleased with uh, being able to get the victory. Uh, obviously, it was not easy and uh, our, our kids had to, uh, you know, come back time and time again and just really pleased with the way we stuck together. Uh, pleased with uh, just kind of the toughness and, and resiliency and effort uh, that we played with, uh, and just uh, you know just the way we won it, we just made it so, you know makes it one that uh, you know you have certain games in your career that you'll never forget, and I think that's one of them that you'll you'll never forget. Kind of you know some of the big plays in that one and what, the way we won it in the end. And uh, we have Coach Houston on the UCF offense and their quarterback. John Reese Plumley, one of the Plumley brothers, right? Is that confirmed? I quiet, Mississippi. Yes, I think I'm going to say yes. It's, yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to say yes. That's the case. I'm going to I'm going to proclaim that's a Plumley. Yeah, all right. I, I'm I'm on board with that. You I don't, know, does bunch Mi- of dorks. Does, does Mississippi get that a little bit of this is shtick and humor? Has he? No, I don't think he does. We, yeah. Uh, should we smarten him up to the business, or he, yeah, yeah. Or, is, or is he just a mark? <laughs> We're trying to keep a kayfabe here in this yeah, guy's room. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's yeah. he's he doesn't realize there's a little bit of shtick to it. Yeah, he's correcting your French. We yeah. we made it work. Yeah, but, he, uh, yeah. but he, now he's in there fact checking us and, <laughs> yeah. and on something that what is, is what is that he is, Snopes or whatever <laughs> whatever it's called. Jeez, no. I hope not. All right, uh, here is Coach on one of the Plumley brothers. I know that's I've seen too much of him already, so. Um, you know, obviously, uh, played two sports at Ole Miss. He played baseball and football at Ole Miss. He was a starting quarterback um, there and, uh, you know, lost out in that competition, transferred to UCF. But, uh, you know, he's a big kid, uh, probably six foot, six one, 200 pounds, um, you know, four 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 five speed. So, I mean, he has breakaway speed, big muscular kid, uh, does a really good job in the quarterback run game. I mean, when when you're – quarterback is also your leading rusher and you're not running the triple option that says something about his ability to run the football so 
Uh, he has over 500 yards gained rushing this year. He's thrown for over 1,500, uh, doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, and then all of a sudden you put him with, you know, some of those skill kids that UCF has, and it just makes it a very, very dangerous offense. And, you know, there's a reason. You look at the game against Temple last week, and, you know, you're watching us 14-13, okay, five minutes to go in the first half. And then UCF scores the next 56 points, you know, 21 before halftime. And, you know, well, Temple must have – no, they didn't, Temple didn't turn the ball over. They didn't turn the ball over. They didn't get a, a kick blocked, you know, that UCF didn't return a punt or a kickoff for a touchdown or anything like that. You know, it was just how, that's how explosive UCF's offense is with Plumlee uh, and his surrounding cast there. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's probably our biggest challenge of the year so far. And uh, Coach, talking about uh, UCF being uh, solid in all phases of the game. Follow up with that. Well, I thought they were pretty fast last year, too. I mean, I do think the quarterback with um, Richardson and O'Keefe, um, and then they've got a couple of transfers, one from Alabama and one from Auburn uh, at the wide receiver position. I think you put the, a quarterback like Plumlee with those kind of skill kids, and I think that's what makes them so, so much more explosive offensively. Uh, you know, they were very good defensively last year. Obviously, they're very good again. They've given up. 20 points or less in every game, uh, and the 20 points was to a, a very talented Louisville team. So I think that, uh, you know, the speed on the defensive side of the ball, yes, that stands out too. Um, but uh, I just – I think that they're a really solid football team all three phases. All right, that's it for today's uh, Pirate Report. Right now, here's Ben Byram with a 94-3 The Game Sports Flash Update. Thanks, Patrick. ECU Basketball Media Day earlier today. Get catching up with Coach Mike Schwartz and some of the players. Mike Schwartz was asked about what motivates him to be successful this year. Top of my head, three things popped to mind as you were asking that question. And number one is just competitive spirit. I think this is, you know, I mean, I can't say in coaching in general, I would imagine most coaches have a very high competitive spirit. And, and I believe that, that that's something that's always driven me, and whether it was a player, whether it's in coaching as a young coach, and also whether it's just in life that's just what it is that's just part of my dna i think number two is the really the joy and what you want to get out of seeing our players our student athletes be successful you know i've had a chance to be in it 24 years this is my 24th season as a coach i had a chance to be in college and play in college and play in high school so the winning the competing the success that you get when, with when you win as a team whether it just be good seasons individual games championship seasons it's a special memorable thing and it's something that we really want to share with our guys here as our student athletes we want them to experience that and then Coach Mike Schwartz there from ECU Basketball Media Day. You can hear full coverage of ECU Basketball Media Day on our website at 943 The Game under the Patrick Johnson Show podcast section. It's labeled ECU Basketball Media Day 2022 show. And ECU Basketball tips things off November the 8th, Tuesday at 7 o'clock against Mercer at home in Williams Arena at Minji's Coliseum. Moving on, ECU football. Mike Houston speaking to the media yesterday. He talked about Andrew Conrad stepping in on PATs and field goals as a kicker, replacing Owen Daffer. And how Andrew Conrad has looked so far in his performance. 
Well, I think he um, he earned that opportunity last week with his performance in practice, and I think he backed that up with his performance in the game. So naturally, he's going to be listed as the starter on uh, on the depth chart. Um, but it's you know it's it's a thing he's going to have to compete every week, just like everybody else is. So uh, I was very pleased with the way he responded. Um, you know, I was confident after the last. Uh, you know, the week before, I didn't feel like he was quite, uh, you know, quite there just yet. But uh, I thought he made a big jump last week, so I would anticipate uh, him making uh, continued improvement this week. From college football tonight, a little Sun Belt action is three and three App State hosts two and four Georgia State, and that kicks off at 7:30. The line for that game has App State favored by 10 points, with the over/under at 59. The Panthers are continuing to get trade requests for one of their star players. Christian McCaffrey has been involved in trade rumors since the team fired head coach Matt Rule and traded wide receiver Robbie Anderson to the Cardinals. The Bills and Niners were the latest teams who showed interest in the star running back. Carolina's making several roster moves ahead of their Week 7 matchup against the Buccaneers. The team signed linebacker Chandler Wooten from the Arizona's practice squad to their active roster yesterday. The team also added running back Spencer Brown and defensive end Raekwon Williams to the practice squad. Several players were released to make room for the new additions. Head coach Steve Wilkes also announced earlier today that quarterback P.J. Walker will remain the starter this week heading into Tampa Bay against the Buccaneers. We have our very first owner who's openly voted against Dan Snyder as an owner in the latest league meeting. Colts owner Jim Ursay stated, and I quote, there's merit to oust Dan Snyder as the Washington head coach or the Washington owner, excuse me. Retired Duke basketball coach Mike Coach K has been chosen to receive the 2022 Heisman Humanitarian Award, the award which is given to deserving individuals for their volunteer and philanthropic work. And the Hornets begin the regular season tonight against the Spurs in San Antonio. LaMelo was officially ruled out with an ankle sprain after their team submitted their injury report. The All-Star guard is the only player who was listed as out for tonight's season opener. And the Hurricanes are back in action tomorrow, taking on the Oilers in Edmonton. The team improved to 3-0 in the season after their 5-1 win over the Kraken in Seattle. Andrei Shmeshnikov leads the team in goals scored with three. That's going to do it for your 94 Through the Game Sports Update. This 94 Through the Game Sports Update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, a NIL initiative directly support part student athletes. For more information on how to donate, go to teamboneyard.org. Other side of this quick timeout, we hear from head ECU basketball head coach Mike Schwartz with Sa Seymour and Patrick Johnson earlier today from ECU Basketball Media Day. It all comes your way right on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. A week from uh, tonight is the uh, ECU. Uh, what has it been? Uh, Minji's Madness, right? Minji's Madness, I believe it's called, yes. Men and women, right? Men and women. Are we going to cover it? I, I will be there. I was going to be there regardless. So, yes, we Are we doing we'll a show it. or are we just. Do we do we do a that, That's the big question. Do we do a show there? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like a. Like a pep rally almost kind of deal. My so. wife is going to be uh, at a function, at an event. Okay. And I want to take advantage of the fact that I'll have some peace and quiet at home. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I don't know how you would cover a uh, an event like that, you know? I mean, what do you do? Well, I mean, uh, do a show leading up to it, but I uh, yeah. that'd be like a two-hour show. It's like a pep rally. It's like a glorified yeah, it's a practice, pep, it's a, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like a midnight madness that they used to do old school. Yeah, it's, yeah that's basically what it is. All right, uh, in case you missed it uh, earlier today, and you can always check it out at 943thegame.com. It's under the Patrick Johnson Show podcast page, our coverage of ECU Media Day. Coach Swartz, Mike Swartz, stopped by where uh, 
Cy Seymour and I were posted up with our crew uh, live on the radio. And uh, this is uh, that interview with Coach Swartz. Coach is coming over right now, so we're going to talk with him. In uh, Always good to see Coach. Yeah, it always is. Cy's <laughs> here with us. As uh, Coach, great to see you. You've, you've kept Cy from uh, talking a whole lot on the air, so this is going to be one of the rare times. <laughs> That happens, Coach, but uh, great to see you. Great to see you guys, too. It's, it's awesome to be here. And, and, look, I love that we have a great gathering here of all the media uh, in, uh, in in a preseason press conference. I think that's important for, for the program. Yeah, this is really impressive, I'll be honest. You know, being here, I, I didn't know what to expect Patrick coming here. And, uh, you know, walking in and seeing this and seeing the media here and seeing this whole setup. Uh, we know how important ECU athletics is to Greenville and how important it is to this community. And uh, I love every bit of it. I, I really want to seize on something you talked about I thought was really interesting. The, the challenge of building the camaraderie, but you have guys that are competing their tails off right now. Yeah, I tell you, that's probably something that's hit this coaching staff, hit me the last two weeks very, very uh, definitively something that we've noticed and as I started watching film every night we watch our practice every night we, we had a little inner squad scrimmage yesterday and there was some really good things that happened in the scrimmage there was some things that we couldn't do because anytime you only have seven eight guys on each side and again Winston did not play in the scrimmage you have to we, we played a full 40 minutes so you can't be doing certain things but what I did see watching the film last night was as I'm watching it every guy to a certain degree is out there fighting for himself so you're fighting to win. The purple wants to win. Gold wants right. to win. But each guy is in their mind thinking what's going to happen when playing time comes. In a way, though, that, that it's going to show you who's going to be your, your competitors, I guess, potentially, at least early on. Yeah, you know, I was talking with Riley Davis, one of our assistant coaches, about it, and he said exactly this. We said it's almost an innocent way of being highly competitive mm -hmm. because you're really just looking out and you're trying to compete at the highest level. And sometimes you're playing the play because you know what's coming and you're doing things, but it's really out of competitiveness. And we just got to grow as a team where we all compete on the same side. It's great to have Coach Swartz here with us, Cy. It is, uh, Coach. Let's talk a little bit about, first of all, you came in like gangbusters and are recruiting North Carolina pretty hard. And, and plus, I've been had a chance to come to your practices. They're as good as any that I've seen. And I appreciate that. Talk about the defensive effort that you're working on daily, but also talk about recruiting and how, how you work at it. Yeah, from a defensive standpoint, I think, it, again, we've talked a lot about this, so I don't mean to be repetitive, but it has to be at the core of who we are, and it will be our identity. I mean, it, it, you know, I wish we could say we could count on that we're going to score 90 points a night or we're going to have three 40% shooters. I hope that there are nights that that happens, but I know one thing in my experience coaching and in this game, you can – depend on defense it travels with you it can be there every night it's not it's it's something that you can hold to an almost perfect standard or try to on a daily basis uh there's no such thing as perfect and we all know that but you can attempt to do that defensively i think it's very hard to attempt to do that on offense uh so that is something the other thing what that's done Sai, is i think it's going to help our offense because right now we are pressuring in practice trying to run out run ourselves out of our own sets so if we play a team that does that i think we'll be ready for it to a certain degree and then the last thing, the North Carolina recruiting, we talked about this from day one back in March. Okay, this is, this is the hoop state for a reason. This is the best basketball state in the country. And we want to build this program with North Carolina high school student athletes. And I hope we've gotten off to a good start. I think you've really done that. Coach, when you talk about, uh, when you talk about defensive efforts, you're talking about a, a league that's pretty good 
but talk about your experience. You've been in this league before as an assistant coach. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and we know, Cy, this is as good a league as there is in oh. the country. And in terms of on a night-in, night-out basis or teams that can advance in the NCAA tournament, facilities, home court advantages, this has everything that any league has. And so from that standpoint, my time in this league when I was at Tulsa, one, we've talked about it, we experienced Minji's Coliseum before, so I know what this place is, but whether it be Houston or Cincinnati or Temple or Central Florida, it doesn't make a difference. SMU, I mean, heck, when, SM, when we were in the league with SMU, Larry Brown was the coach there, and they were a top 20 team at that time. And we saw what, what that place, what Moody Coliseum could be like. So uh, it's just a fantastic league that we gotta we got to be ready every night, and we hope we're ready when the time comes. We've got uh, Coach Swartz with us uh, here. Go ahead, Sy. Coach, when you look at something, I, I think the piece of the puzzle that we've missed lately and we used to have it is we see a little bit of foreign influence. I think it's very important. Talk about the kids that you have in, and it's, I think it's an important part of being successful. Yeah, you know, I think what I think with the foreign – piece that we have here let's just talk about specifically right. ECU right. is I think there's some things I think one off the court the cultural piece I think is strong I think that's important that's what college is about we have guys from all over the world we have guys from Los Angeles Washington DC New Jersey Atlanta France Guadalupe Spain so that's a good mix yeah. and that can be good and some of the questions in the press conference were about team chemistry I think that's a good thing I think the other thing is style of play I think that Sometimes overseas, there's a little bit different style of play that those guys grow up against. I think they can benefit from our young guys here. And I think our guys that are from the States can benefit from that a little bit too. So you hope it ends up being a nice blend. It's great to have Coach Swartz here with us. A couple more questions because I know everybody wants to talk to you uh, uh, today. And we really appreciate you coming by here for our coverage uh, of the preseason event live. RJ Felton. And Brandon Johnson, a couple of players that are back from last year. Boy, R.J. Felton, what an athlete. Brandon Johnson looks a little more developed now. So if you could comment about where those guys are and, and how their preseason has gone. Yeah, I'm so proud of those guys and so happy that, that they allowed us and our coaching staff to, to coach them and they trusted us. And I really trust them. And they are developing into real leaders on the team. Both of those two guys, they both had good summers and good preseasons. Um, both having to play some different positions than they've probably played before. And we've talked about this, size up a little bit, size down some. So, but both guys have really been good. They've worked their tail off in the gym. They've been really effective, not only effective winning in practice. Can we judge a lot by winning? Mm -hmm. Both those two guys you ask about, Patrick, have been really productive. Ezra Ozar, uh, size very impressed with him. He kind of looks the part uh, freshman. Still, it'll be some, some growing pains, but right now looks the part of of the kind of athlete you need to have in the American to be successful. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head, and he is. He really is. I mean, he could play in any conference in America athletic-wise. Mm -hmm. He really could in terms of what his size, body, speed, movement, things like that. And when he's consistent in practice, whether it's his effort, whether it's his aggressiveness, he has great days. And then there's days that just like you said, he's a freshman and he doesn't understand the importance of consistency or sometimes the little things, the little things that maybe you could get by at a younger age in high school, you know, maybe just something like screening, how important yeah. screening is in college. He didn't have to worry about little details like that quite as much because he was so talented, whereas now. He has to think about those things, screening, blocking out different value, valuing the ball. 
And so it's just a, it's a growing process for them. We're going to talk to you a lot. I, you, we're getting the hook that uh, we got to send you on, but uh, we're subbing out for you. We're I subbing got, Coach Riley. I could coach. You. I could talk to you forever, I Coach. Too. These guys are dying yeah. to see you. Uh, you know I'm a radio guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love to be on the radio. Man. Well, you have an open invite anytime on the Patrick Johnson show, as you know. Thank and you, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, three weeks from yesterday. Three, 20 days, three weeks. Yeah, wait, three weeks from yesterday really for wait. the uh, for the first ESPN Plus broadcast and uh, and Mercer coming to town. Coach, Thank great you. to see you. We'll talk great to you before you then. Thank, Thank you so much for coming. Always by. good, Coach. All right, Coach, with us, uh, we appreciate it. Coach Swartz, thanks to Cy Seymour, too, for sitting in. All right, stay tuned. We'll wrap things up on the other side of this timeout on the PJ Show. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Are you suffering from hair loss, bald spots, receding hairlines? There's a new solution for men and women that uses regenerative medicine to stimulate hair follicles and give you thicker, fuller hair with no surgery. This remarkable treatment is now available here from the regenerative specialists at QC Kinetics. That's right. The same protocols that help relieve joint pain can be used to give new life to dormant hair follicles. QC Kinetics medical professionals can use growth factors from your own body, concentrated and applied to your scalp, restoring hair follicles, preventing further loss, and increasing hair growth. Imagine thicker, fuller hair with no expensive surgery and no downtime. So if you're losing your hair due to aging, pattern, baldness, or a medical condition, call now to learn more about exciting natural biologic treatments, regenerative medicine that can stimulate those dormant hair follicles. Get your hair growing naturally again. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 252-765-PAIN. That's 252-765-7246. 252-765-PAIN. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's Kids Night at Moore's Barbecue. Let us take care of dinner tonight for your little ones. Every Wednesday night, kids 10 and under eat free with the purchase of an adult meal. So come into one of our five locations in Winterville, New Bern, Moorhead City, Swansboro, and Jacksonville. Bring the whole family. There's always enough great food for everyone. If it's not Moore's, it's less. Hello, Eastern North Carolina. Matt Murchison here at Greenville Nissan. I'm along with Scotty Turner. Hello, Matt. What's up, man? Good to see you, bud. What's behind us right now? <laughs> Hello, Eastern North Carolina. It's good to see you today. Listen, we got plenty of new cars in stock right now. We got rogues like crazy. We got lots of rogues, which is a good thing because yep. it's our best selling SUV. Lots of Pathfinders, Centras, Altimus, Frontiers. We got a whole row of, uh, we got Titans. We got Titans. We got everything in stock right now. And that's a good thing, Matt, because that's one thing we haven't had since spring. That's right. It's, you're right, exactly correct. This is best inventory amount that we've seen since the spring. And like Scotty said, we got a great selection of rogues. We got all wheel drives, we've got front wheel drives. We've got SVs, SLs, Platinums, all colors right there. It's all right here. we got a great selection of Pathfinders, the all-new redesigned Pathfinder. It's a fun vehicle to drive. It is, and it gives us that third-row seat capability that we love so much and the price range that we like. That's right. And with the purchase of a new vehicle here at Greenville Nissan, you also get engine for life here. Yeah, check us out at GreenwellNissan.com and Greenville Nissan, where we drive to serve. Join Bailey's Fine Jewelry of Greenville for an extraordinary Rolex event, October 21st and 22nd. For this event only, we'll have some of the most coveted vintage and current pre-owned models, including styles like the Rolex Daytona, Submariner, and iconic collector pieces like the Pepsi and Hulk, just to name a few. Collectors and first-time buyers, this is the watch event you will not want to miss. Visit Bailey's Fine Jewelry, 511 Red Banks Road, Friday, October 21st, and Saturday, October 22nd. 
And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Coming up Saturday, our Pirate Game Day Countdown pre-show begins at 4 o'clock with Ben B-Baby Byram, followed by Pirate Game Day Countdown at 4.30 from Town Bank Tower outside the uh, stadium. We'll be uh, there, Terrence Copper and myself, for uh, ECU and UCF coverage 4.30, and then at 5.30, uh, make that 6.30, ECU Sports Radio Network coverage begins here on 94.3 The Game and also 107.9 WNCT. We'll carry you through the post game right here on the flagship of the Pirates as the ECU uh, football team takes on UCF. Key game for the uh, Pirates in the uh, season. Big thanks today to uh, our entire staff. Uh, great job, uh, Ben Byram, Chris Cook, intern Dom, uh, also Michael Busimi. Back here at the studio, Philip the Ref Pilkington. Thanks for uh, Mississippi and his help on the show today as well. And uh, thanks to Cy Seymour for being part of uh, everything today. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk some Panthers with Jim Zoki. It's a Zoke Thursday as uh, the Panthers host the Bucks this weekend in Charlotte. PJ. PJ Walker. Walker. Yeah, starting. V. Tom Brady. What a matchup. One for the ages. All right, uh, we'll get into all of that tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in today, and uh, we'll also have some more tickets to give away tomorrow. Uh, So look out for that. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll uh, catch you tomorrow on the PJ Show.